From the Finley Toyota Studio, it's Cofield and Company. It's the bottom of the seventh inning. The last chance to order beer. But we didn't come here to drink beer. We no, came we here didn't. To win this ball game. We did. I said to the Uber boy, I said, "Take me out with the crowd." Take me out to the ball game, and in Bill order Murray. To sing the right lyric. Take me out with the crowd. Uh huh. You need to sing it like our greatest American entertainer, Mr. Daffy Duck. Oh, okay. That's so that's I want a little you different. That's a little different. And don't say it. A one, a two, a three. Take me out to the ball game. Take me out with the crowd. Buy me some peanuts. You didn't tune in to hear me sing this entire song, but Willie... Willie, it's 5 o'clock on a weekday. Right now, I would normally be watching baseball if I weren't hosting Cofield Company here with you. Uh, yeah. Bill Murray singing Take Me Out to the Ball Game gets me all excited. Gets me gets me stoked. Ari, all right, let's start the Big Five and talk a little baseball. Battle Born Injury Lawyers presents the Big Five at Five. Number five. I could just sing baseball songs and celebrate the American pastime all day long. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love going out to the game. I love cheering for the players. Ari, I love cheering for the owners. Because you know what? The owners are really who make this game what I want to see. It was opening day in Cincinnati. The president of the Reds, who, by the way, is... um, uh, Yeah, he's the son of the owner. Uh, The president of the Cincinnati Reds came on... And he addressed the fact that the fans, even though it's opening day, they're a little disappointed that the Cincinnati Reds sold off some of their better players this year. Oh, don't, don't harsh my buzz. Don't harsh my buzz. All right, what what did Phil Castellini have to say? That's the bottom line. Sloan, he asked you about the quote, show a little faith in this, right? Yeah. And, and I, I saw you got raked through the Colts. So you, you have people enough. who say, look, uh, faith is earned 15 years of ownership. They haven't won to the extent that we would like. And so you had my faith, but you've lost it. Why should that fan maintain trust in you? Well, where are you going to go? <laughs> Let's start there. I mean, sell but the team to who? Oh. Oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. Sell the team. Sell the team. I, nobody was talking about selling the team. I, all of a sudden, I'm not so excited about opening day anymore, Phil. Uh, but hope, that, that's, the, that's as bad as it got, right? That's the other thing. I mean, you want to have this debate? You know, if, if you want to look at what would you do with this team to have it be more profitable, make more money, compete more in the current economic system that this game exists, mm-hmm. it would be to pick it up and move it somewhere else. Yeah. And so be careful what you ask for. You know, I think we're doing the best we can do with the resources well, that we have. Take me out to the ball game unless you're moving my team. Willie. I'm all excited for opening day. Phil Castellini has the Reds fans. Yes! Bring him here. Bring him here because apparently the ownership group will be a lot better when they get here. Look, man, this is nuts to me that this is the way that a Major League Baseball owner uh, or pre- team president is talking about his team. And 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 I understand that there was a lot of backlash to that, right? Like, here we are talking about it in Las Vegas. And so... Local reporters, I think, did the fair thing. They had Phil Castellini on. They gave him a chance to 
explain his second explanation and i thought he knocked it out of the park i don't want to put you in a tough spot here but some comments from earlier this morning on the radio are making their rounds on social media i was just going to try to give you a platform to respond to kind of what you said earlier today because i think some fans are taking it the wrong way possibly or you're feeling like they're rubbed the wrong way okay which what you have to be more specific uh just saying that you know what else are they going to do um well the, the, the answer is are you going to abandon being a reds fan are you going to abandon following this team we haven't abandoned it we haven't abandoned investing in the team and in, in the community so the, the the point is how about everybody just settle down and celebrate and cheer for the team you can you can hate on us all you want we're not going anywhere we haven't abandoned our commitment to winning and franchising in this community so the point is Stay tuned and be a fan. Celebrate these guys and look what they did in Atlanta and, and come out here and celebrate that today. Right. So whatever the message was heard, the, the, what I mean is stay loyal to your team and the players that give you 110%. That, that's all I was trying to say. I wasn't trying to say be careful what you wish for because I might move the team. I was just trying to say we're still investing in the team. You know, Willie, the team that hasn't won the division in 10 years that's made two playoff appearances in the last 10, hasn't made it to the LCS, hasn't won a World Series since we took over. The team we're still investing in. We're investing in them, Willie. We just traded two of our best players to other teams this offseason because we didn't want to pay for them. Don't you feel excited about baseball? I am. I'm excited. And when I'm a season ticket holder and I'm in investing in my team and, uh, you know, somewhat of a story franchise from the the 70s when you think of the big red machine and then you hear your owner sort of just slap you in the face and like you said i mean it could have just been like hey guys i mean it was very arrogant it was very abrasive and it certainly could be a turnoff and be thought of as a threat to those that are investing in your product for apparel for tickets for those matinees for somewhat those business afternoons. So here's the thing, man. If you're Phil Castellini and you are definitely a man who thinks he hit a home run when he started on third base as the son of Bob Castellini, the <laughs> vegetable heir uh, that he is. Look, man. All fans are asking for is a little bit of respect. Just be straight with them. If you're going to sell and rebuild, then sell and rebuild. If you're going to tear the thing down and tank, then just tell people that's what you're doing. I know Joey Votto's still there. I know Luis Castillo's still there. But come on, man. Your fans can all see what you're doing. And what you're doing is tearing down the team to start over again. You don't go back at them and threaten them. You're threatening your fans. That is insane. And if you are a fan out there, and you're the kind of fan who ever takes the side of, I think the players get paid too much. I think that contracts have gotten too big. I'd play for half of that. I'd play for a dollar. Just remember, Phil Castellini is who you are rooting for if that's the kind of thing that you would ever say. Number four. Buy me some peanuts and Cracker Jacks. I don't care if I ever get back. It's like that in Philadelphia, too, right? It's like that in Philadelphia. Alec Bohm had a night last night. Oh, man. The Phillies' third baseman had a night in Philadelphia. Now, Bryson Stott from UNLV. Now, Bryson Stott's loving 
playing in Philadelphia. Just uh, came into the lineup, made a highlight defensive play already today. Bryson Stott loves playing in Philadelphia. Alec Baum made some errors last night, and it didn't really go his way. Broke his back, ground ball to third, another chance for Baum. What about this video that surfaced? Have you heard about it and seen it? Yeah, yeah, I've heard. You know, look, emotions got the best of me. You know, I said it. And do I mean it? No. And it's a frustrating night for me. You know, made a few mistakes in the field. And look, these people, these fans, they just want to win. And, I mean, you heard it. We come back. They're great. And, you know, I guess I'm just, I'm sorry for them. You know, I, I don't mean that. And... So you actually love this place. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I do. Yeah. <laughs> Man, what? Willie, what could he have said that he would have to apologize like that? Oh, oh, oh. We can't actually, we can't play that part on the air because apparently what Alec Baum did that the cameras caught after he got that Bronx cheer in Philadelphia was he said, I effing hate this place. Buy me some peanuts and Cracker Jacks. Willie, it's great. The owners hate us. The players hate us. It's never been a better time to be a baseball fan. Okay. Is it bad that I want to give him a pass in this one? I don't think I, it's bad necessarily. Here's no. the deal. Here's the deal. You, know what I was, you know what I'm picturing? You know what I'm picturing is people I know and I'm gonna, you know what? I'm gonna take it. I'm gonna take it personal. I'm gonna take it personally to our perfect gym. If I happen to be down there training at, at our gym on the other side of town, and Jordan's in there with one of his clients, right? And they're training. They're going through their hit workout, whatever. And he's training a one-on-one client. And she looks at me, going from one station to the other, whoever it may be, and goes, "I, I effing hate your son. I really do." And he yells at her. No, you know what? You touched your knee to the floor on the 89th second of a plank. You are going another 30 seconds. And she gets up and walks over to the tricep station and goes, I effing hate your son. I really do. This is brutal. I sort of get it. I don't think he meant it. I think it was supposed to be facetious. I don't think that he in his heart meant when he said it because they were sarcastically cheering him. In a sense, like, oh, great job. Like, because he made up after a, some rough, the, 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 the game was rough for him E-wise, but he made a play, and then they cheered for him in a sense, like, being sarcastic. And so he was saying it facetiously, I believe. Emotions got the best of him, yes, but I'm giving the guy a pass. I am. The kinder gentler Cofield and company with no Steve Cofield. Number three. <laughs> you know where else it's great to be a fan right now? Down by the crypto.com arena in Los Angeles. It's so much fun to be a Lakers fan. Uh, this is another time when I feel lucky that I can get to listen to some of the greatest athletes in the world talk about the mutual respect that drives them to be the greatest that they can every day. Russell Westbrook met with the media after Frank Vogel was let go as the coach of the Lakers. As we all know, um, Russell Westbrook was clearly affected by Frank Vogel. That's why he was shooting balls off the side of the backboard this year. He talked a little bit more about it uh, with the media. 
I'm not sure what his issue was with me, or I'm not sure why, but um, I can't really give you an answer why things we never really connected. Maybe, you know, um, that's something that he has to answer, but I never, you know, from the get go was feeling like I was having to like try to prove myself to him and my capabilities and what I've been able to do for this game. And it's unfortunate, but it's really not kind of out of my hands. Oh, so Russ was not allowed to cook. Russ was not allowed to be Russ, Willie. Um, that's interesting because it seems like the evidence that we have is that Frank Vogel won a championship as the Lakers head coach and Russell Westbrook was shooting balls off the top of the backboard when they missed the playoffs. So what is it that you think happened that that could lead to Russell Westbrook going out there and saying these things about Frank Vogel? Because in the end, only one of them is still there now. Well, it, and you know, the fact that he said that LeBron James and Anthony Davis repeated intentions to let, quote-unquote, Russ be Russ um, in unlocking the best version of the former All-Star were disingenuous. Westbrook said, yeah, they said it, but that wasn't true. So I, I'm a little confused on that part in terms of where LeBron James and Anthony Davis stood on this and how much they had to – what why that even matters, to be honest with you, in terms of – what they now why does it matter because lebron james you are not coming in to let be this is not russell westbrook's team it's lebron james team i don't care who you bring in there to be with him doesn't matter even the names that have come up for next season it is lebron james team until lebron james retires wherever he goes it's his team let Russ do Russ, be Russ, do what? Just just take control, shoot whenever he wants, dish whenever, da, 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 be the triple-double guy. Dude, you joined the wrong team, in my opinion, if you want to do what you've done on other teams when LeBron James is the face of that franchise. AD, that dude could never stay healthy. So I'm not going to even touch that one. But when it comes to LeBron James, I'm not sure that – Frank, well, I mean, what I, I can't imagine what he's supposed to let him do. Take over? What's interesting to me, Willie, is that it wasn't just Russell Westbrook saying that about Frank Vogel. He went in on the entire organization. Uh, he said, when I first got here, the ability to be able to do what I'm able to do for a team and an organization wasn't given a fair chance. And look, I could go a lot deeper with these Russell Westbrook quotes, but I'm going to stop right there for a second. When you bring out the word fair, in a professional setting, you need to stop talking about whatever comes next. It ain't about fair. Nothing in sports or in professional life is about fair. And if Frank Vogel, the coach, wanted you to, in your words, prove to him what he needed you to do, he is the coach of a championship winning team. You have a grand total of zero rings. And if you're there to try to win a ring, which ostensibly what's left for Russell Westbrook to do at this point of his career, he's won an MVP, he's been to the finals, no one will ever doubt the fact that Russell Westbrook is one of the better players of this generation that we've had the privilege of getting to watch. But at some point, if you want what you want, and you've been doing what you're doing, and you've been getting what you've been getting, at some point, it's got to change. Well, congratulations. You are part of the reason that the championship winning coach is gone. Let's go ahead and see what you can do next year. Number two. 
Willie, let's turn this back around. Some guys don't need all that attention. Some guys just want a new contract, their college teammate to be their best receiver, and they're going to show and prove. Derek Carr did the show and prove. He was there before the sun came up for the first day of off-season workouts. Voluntary, as we yep. know. He doesn't have his new contract yet. Still negotiating with the team. Hopes to get between 35 and $40 million. I asked Miles Simmons this earlier. I'll ask you as you cover the team regularly. It seems to me like it's a pretty good sign that Derek Carr was out there uh, in terms of his commitment to the franchise. Oh, there's no doubt about it. And, and more than... You know, if you go back, especially the uh, the COVID year, right, 2020, and they first got here, and the right they were with the park setting, and bringing out receivers with them. Last year, it was working with Andre James, but it was, and they brought this up, both players and Carr, but mainly the players was that it's not just at the start. Hey. Uh, that first 5 a.m. workout, those private workouts, those personal workouts, those one-on-ones, it's the second one, the third one, the ninth one, the 12th one, the 77th one, whatever. It's the consistency because they know Carr will be there. So he, this is normal to him is being up early. And so I think he's looking forward to this. I think the signing of Devontae is a sign of commitment. Look, they did not bring this dude in. If they weren't going to make a commitment to Derek Carr, I think it's a matter of time. I think they're going to, I know that in a year, this could be revisited and they could just let him play it out. But I don't see that happening. I think there's a commitment there from both sides. Number one. Golden Knights are taking on Vancouver in just about an hour and a half up in Vancouver. Big news on the VGK front. Mark Stone is back in the lineup tonight. For the Golden Knights. So we've been talking about a lot of booze, and I'm, I'm just curious about something. File this one away for next week when the Golden Knights not get booze back. in a bottle. No, no, not booze with a Z. Definitely not. File this one away for when VGK gets back next week because they end with three games on the road. If they don't have a successful road trip, this team got booed at T Mobile Arena last year uh, during the Montreal series. I will be very curious to see how they're received if this road trip doesn't go well think about that vgk fans how are you going to react when your team gets back next week it's the big five at five brought to you by battle born injury lawyers if you've been injured call justin watkins at battle born injury lawyers 570-9000 you're live with the fat pack on cofield and company i don't care if the sun don't shine Candy, Willie, Ari talking about a very important topic in the Fat Pack today. It's National Grilled Cheese Day. With all food topics, we have to start with Ari. Uh, Ari, do you eat grilled cheese? I will devour a grilled cheese. Okay. And I'll add, yes, Yes. even better start. It's not just like it doesn't have to just be what is it? Is cheddar the standard? I don't know these days. Well, American cheese is the standard. All right. My point is it's actually multiple cheeses I will eat, uh, contrary to popular belief that I'm the pickiest eater ever, which is totally true. But, yeah, I'll indulge in several different options. Willie, I I would assume that with the kitchen skills that we heard referenced earlier, that a grilled cheese is well within your wheelhouse? It is. And I'll take the basic of basics, the most basic grilled cheese, but I will, if I have like a nice sourdough, and I go to the cheese bar 
as we see at several stores, some of the natural organic stores or some of the regular grocery stores. They now have cheese bars. And I really want to make like a nice blustery day, not like today, but in the October, November's, is make a nice tomato soup and get a night and get a different. Though that's what I was going to ask Ari. What would be your varied cheese? What would be your optional cheese outside of the norm? Like I would get a nice Gouda or a Yarsborough and maybe throw in a little American, but yeah, to, just yeah. to go out to, and- with a nice thick sourdough. Yeah, Ari, Ari, Yarlsbro is Swiss, in case you're you're wondering. Ari, Ari, give us three or four cheeses that you would be willing to oh, eat no. on grilled cheese. No, you said earlier, American, cheddar. What else are you willing to eat on a grilled cheese? Uh, I mean, I'll take, like, there's often, the, like, a blend. I, I don't know. Gouda's oh, the blend. I love the blend. Gouda, but the blend with... is my, I, I often walk up to my cheese counter and say, excuse me, uh, 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 garçon, May I please have the blend? Don't they do that, though? It's like maybe Parmesan, a little of this and a little of that. I don't know. This has been the Fat Pack here on Cofield and Company, where Ari hasn't surprised us even a little bit. Cofield and Company will be back in minutes right here on ESPN Las Vegas. After the season you had, which was unquestionably the worst season of your career, and your reaction is... Frank Vogel, I don't know what happened to the relationship, and you trying to come across as the victim? You've got to be kidding me. It's embarrassing. Russell Westbrook is so much better than that. Now, back to Cofield and Company in the Finley Toyota Studio. It's not often that Stephen A. Smith and I have nearly exactly the same take, but that's Stephen A. on Russell Westbrook from his press conference at the end of the Lakers season, Cofield and company, Candy and Willie. Uh, you know, Willie, I, I, I know we're, uh, I know we're a show that tries not to go in too, too hard all the time. Uh, Ari's busy. You have the gorillas laughing thing uh, going on on us right there. No, it's okay, Ari. It's okay. <laughs> You're all right. <laughs> That, yeah, Kawhi works just oh. fine. Yes, Kawhi laugh. By the way, I love the fact that, that is like the most recognizable laugh that anyone in the world has Kawhi Leonard trying to laugh because we literally heard him laugh once, and it's the only thing that we uh, that we know about about how he laughs. Um, but we're gonna kind of back it out a little bit here, and with all the uh, all the negativity that we've thrown out there, try to talk about something a little bit more on the on the positive side because we. A lot of sports fans are probably familiar with Gilbert Gottfried. Uh, there's a lot of crossover there, I think, between uh, those who enjoy sports, those who enjoy good comedy, good movies. Uh, the very famous voice of Gilbert Gottfried uh, still today passed at the age of 67 after what his family said was a long illness. Um, do you have any favorites uh, uh, of Gilbert Gottfried uh, from a very long and, and storied career that he had? Well, when I first saw it, the very first video, as a matter of fact, I sent it to Ari to pull sound, and Ari hadn't heard. He didn't know what happened. He goes, did you send me this for a reason, or you just wanted me to laugh or whatever? And uh, he didn't know yet, but was the scene um, from Beverly Hills Cop 2 playing Sidney Bernstein when Axel Foley and his boys, Taggart and Rosewood, go in and Eddie Murphy's got his stack of tickets, and he says, do you own this? And he says, I paid all my tickets. And then it turns out to be his wife, 
He says, if I'm holding something in one hand, like if I have this in one hand, and it goes from my hand to your hand, and you forget about these tickets. And uh, so that was the very first thing that I that I thought of. Um, but there's so many, like it's, he's one of those guys that, you know, he's been in so many different things throughout his career that I think you could bring something up. Like, oh, yeah, I remember that. You know, there's just so many specials, so many comedies, so many sitcoms, so many cameos. I believe he may have been like when the Cosby show was popular, may have been a, a cameo role in there. So um, but that was the first one that popped in my head. Yeah, I, I mean, I can understand why. I mean, the guy you know, has been in the business for a very, very, very long time. Um, you know, I mean, he, he's a guy who got a start around Saturday Night Live. You mentioned Beverly Hills Cop in 1987. Uh, you know, Problem Child didn't do particularly well <laughs> with critics, but as a hit at the box office, he was in Aladdin. And obviously his stand-up was what he was really well known for very edgy if you didn't listen closely like you, you know that the voice and, and if you don't recognize yeah. the voice of gilbert Gottfried, if i played you 10 seconds of it you would know it but i bet you you know it the, the voice of the affleck duck uh for a long time but willie what really got my attention was the fact that i saw a picture tweeted out there earlier of a selfie that bob saget was taking with gilbert Gottfried no. and louis anderson yeah. Oh, yeah, Saget yeah, took it. Right. But Godfrey was tweeted it. Yes, I'm right. sorry. And, yes, and Saget yeah, was yeah. the one who was Saget was was the one who was taking it and, and Oh yeah, yeah. It just was it was crushing to see those three guys who we've all lost we've lost all of them in the past few months. So right. much so much genius and very honestly, and this is very appropriate for Cofield and Company, so much dirty genius. Like yeah. so it's like those guys worked uh, worked very blue, and and they were some of the most entertaining comedians of their generation. If you didn't know that about Bob Saget, if all you knew of him was Danny Tanner from Full House, I encourage you to go check out some of Bob Saget's stand-up or his book, Dirty Daddy, because Bob Saget might have been the dirtiest of all of them. Oh, he was ruthless. His role in uh, when he whenever he would cameo in the show Entourage, the oh, he, yes. he played himself. Because right. cameos yeah. were always the celebrities yeah. themselves, but he played himself, and and he just was raunchy as ever. Um, Louis Anderson was a genius in terms of he was the epitome of delivery, because of the way that he, he the inflection and and then the quietness and the, the you know who I believe not patterned his and this is another deceased comedian, but from years ago, do you remember Jonathan Panette? John Panette. No, he that made the, not familiar to me. He made the stand-up, um, the buffet, uh, going to the, uh, going to an Asian buffet, and his oh, his, his yes, bit yes, was yes. very funny. But then I he, know what you're he, talking about. And then he made himself. Um, he'd always make fun of himself going to food places because he was a larger guy. But the inflection. I actually just watched a YouTube video of him last night. Um, but his his voice inflection is tremendous. And I believe that, you know, he probably looked up to Louis. Louis, of course, was a Vegas guy. Um, you could see him in and around town, very personable. And uh, Gilbert, you know, another thing that's the, uh, another one that pops in my head about Gilbert Garvey, he asked me about what is he was in a music video, one of my favorite old school uh, rap groups from back in New York, in your neck of the woods. 
is third base, and he was in the gas face video. I, I knew. I, I As soon as I heard third base, I knew you were going to the gas face, and the fact <laughs> that Gilbert Gottfried was in that feels perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Absolutely 100% perfect. Uh, checking in over on the association, playing games going on tonight. You've got Brooklyn and Cleveland along with Minnesota hosting the Clippers. Uh, five minutes to go in the third. The Brooklyn Nets have a 76 to 60 lead over the Cavs. They have been dominant uh, through this game. Uh, Kyrie Irving, and I can't believe I'm about to say this, but uh, Willie, he's 10 of 10 from the floor. Wow. He's 3 of 3 from three-point range. He hasn't missed a shot. And to say that about Kyrie is pretty remarkable. Yeah, I, and, and I like the Nets. Uh, I like the Nets in this game. And I like the Clippers to win outright in the next game. Since Paul George has been back, they have been they have played well. Um, I I don't believe in the Timberwolves. I don't think that they have the talent and the depth to hang with the Clippers tonight. So um, this score right now does not shock me one bit with Brooklyn. It, they just have been a completely different team than uh, than you know since Kyrie's been a full time player, been been able to play with them wherever and he's he's fit in perfectly so fans the uh the nfl draft is coming soon taking over las vegas you can be there to witness it live the ultimate nfl fan fest features players player appearances photo opportunities live concerts and more all free with the nfl one pass app be there as the stars of tomorrow take the stage in vegas download the nfl one pass app for your free entry to the nfl draft experience presented by Bud Light, April 28th through 30th. Visit NFL.com slash OnePass to register. Uh, we're going to get you even closer than that here on Cofield & Company. We could do one better. Uh, we got a $50 gift card to Vegas Sports and Hockey. It's now open in Centennial. Uh, you get that? Well, you'll also be qualified to win the grand prize, a two-night staycation, 28th, 29th at Treasure Island, right in the middle of the draft action, that gets you parking, gets you the hotel room, gets you dinner at Gilly's Las Vegas during the draft. How about Caller 7 right now? 702-364-1100-364-1100. Join the conversation on Twitter at ESPN Las Vegas. Cofield and Company presents... Grab Bag. Don't touch it. Don't even look at it. Only on ESPN Las Vegas. Put your hand in there, Dave. Adam Candy, Willie Ramirez in for Cofield here on a Tuesday evening. Ari is back at the Finley Toyota Studios. He just got back from the break room. He's looking for the blend cheese. We'll, we'll see if on National Grilled Cheese Day we can get any more of the blend for Ari. Could happen. Stick your hand in there, Dave. Willie, the Golden Knights are playing in a little more than an hour. You've got an update on other games that might affect their playoff standings with nine games left in the VGK season. Right. So there are three games in action. San Jose and Nashville. Nashville being in the wild card race. End of one, it's scoreless. Edmonton. In the Pacific Division race, end of one, the Minnesota Wild, who did Vegas Golden Knights a favor in beating L.A., 
The Wild are winning one nothing after one. And with 13 left in the first period, the LA Kings and the Chicago Blackhawks are scoreless. The Blackhawks have lost seven in a row. They're 0 five and two in their last seven. Not necessarily a good sign in terms of, but Kings haven't scored yet. So stick your hand in there, Dave. Willie, you've got MLB Network on right now. Um, my my peasant DirecTV package doesn't have MLB Network, so I'm going to have to ask you for information on what just happened related to Las Vegas. It was kind of cool uh, because, obviously, Bryson Stott is playing tonight, second base for the Philadelphia Phillies. Um, he is 0 for 2, but Tyler McGill on the bump for the Mets having a phenomenal game. But they brought up a graph. And it was the, uh, they labeled it the all-star Las Vegas team um, as far as the, you know, the active players. And they had the list of them right now. Jake Hager, Bryson Stott, Chris Bryant, Joey Gallo, Bryce Harper, Tommy Pham, Tyler Anderson, Eric, oh, his name is is, is blurred out, Paul Seawald, and Chasen Shreve. Uh, I, is that, that's not Eric. Is it Fetty? No, that's not Fetty. It's a different Eric. And I'm sorry that I can't read it through, through the, but the, there's writing over it as I, cause I was trying to catch it between the break and it went off the screen, but, uh, it was kind of cool. Cause I looked up during the break and it said Las Vegas. I saw Jake Hager's name. I was like, Oh, that's interesting. What's that graphic? And it had all the, uh, the active major league baseball. So MLB network giving a shout out, obviously because Bryson is playing, um, right now. So, so the, uh, big shout out to the 702, which is kind of cool. And I'll tell you what, um, good to hear the name of Jake Hager, the former first round pick out of Sierra Vista high school. Good to hear it on MLB network. Um, Hey, major league baseball. If you are fans of Las Vegas, if you like the product that our players are helping you to provide, how's about you consider pulling your heads out of your A's when it mm. comes to the MLB TV package. And how about you stop letting six of the 30 major league franchises claim Las Vegas as a home market so that they can black out the games. I pay for the MLB TV package. And when it comes to West Coast time, I can't get most of the games because if it's a game involving the Dodgers, the Padres, the Angels, the A's, the Giants, or the Arizona Diamondbacks, I can't get any of those games. And I've had people say to me, well, you can get them on your DirecTV package. Sometimes, sometimes I can get them. That also requires me to pay another $13 a month on top of the money that I pay for MLB TV every year. So I would just like Major League Baseball to get a little bit of common sense when it comes to allowing six different teams two of which are a 10-hour drive away from Las Vegas to claim Las Vegas as a home territory so that they can black out the games. Stick your hand in there, Dave. The only thing that gets us more upset than lack of common sense on this show is lack of appreciation of good food. And Scotty Scheffler might be a good enough golfer to win the Masters, but... Willie, you sent over Scotty and his wife talking in a little video that's been making the rounds on the internet about his Chipotle order, which 
is like a scoop of brown rice and then another scoop of brown rice. And then he's trying like a guy who just won two point seven million dollars in the Masters is trying to game the system on getting double meats. And what 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 is this? Why? Why is this guy trying to not only game Chipotle, but get a bad order anyway? Well, it's a bad order, first of all, because it's a bowl. If you're going to play, and I don't, I, I'm not bad mouthing anybody. All I'm saying is that I don't entertain. I, I, I choose to go to Zabas over Chipotle. That's that. That's my. That's how I put it. Um, but the bottom line is, if you're gonna go there, it's because you want to get those fat burritos. Ari remembers the day. And I posted it on Twitter right before the de- right before the show, and I held the burrito up to Ari's head, Adam, and I said, "This burrito is bigger than Adam than uh, Ari's head," and it was. That's the fun of going to that place or or a place like Zabas or even Cafe Rio, but is getting the burrito. Yeah, I mean the bowl. Really, you just won. You just won the Masters, dude, and. Making it a point to say that he's mastered eating it with the spoon. Well, good for you, dude. But um, maybe he needs a sponsorship. I don't know. Maybe he needs, you know, maybe he needs something to, to put on his bag, the Chipotle bag. I'm not sure. I'm, I don't know what he's trying to get 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 out of this. Willie, I'm going to blow up your spot a little bit here, just a little right. bit, just a right. little bit. Blow okay? it up. And, and and this is only because we owe our Cofield and Company listeners 100% honesty. When you sent this story over, what was yeah. the word you used to describe Chipotle? It wasn't good. <laughs> all right. Tell our advertisers that we love all Mexican food equally, uh, but he did reference trash somewhere in there. And you know what? I'm not going to argue. Well, listen, I'm not a Chipotle listen to me. fan. Listen, oh, he's going to defend it now. He's going to defend it now. No. I, just, I was just warned uh, a year or eight months ago to – be wary of how I word things as a co-host <laughs> on this show with potential sponsors, whatever the uh, case may be. But the enough. bottom line is, when you have been fined in a national food chain, when you have been fined for uh, E. coli, then... I mean, I'm just not trusting that It's just that an food. additive. It's just an additive. You, you make oh, it sound it's, it's, like it's it's, it's just a macronutrient. It's just it's ex- exactly. I, it's just, I will I will go one step farther, and I will take us back into the light of positivity because that's what a non-Steve Cofield Cofield and Company show is all about. I am a Cafe Rio stan. I've made this clear so to anyone who will listen when they run their Black Friday deal every year, where. Yeah. You can buy a gift card for $25 and get a free $10. When I tell you I buy my entire stock of Cafe Rio for the year, hundreds of dollars at that time to get my free Cafe Rio credit, that is all me. I got Willie, I got to go to Ari first because if oh. Ari actually puts on the, <laughs> headphones, the headphones to talk on, yeah, about put, food, oh, yeah, this yeah. is serious. Ari, does this mean you love or, Ari. or do you not love what we're talking about here? I love Cafe Rio, generally speaking. The important thing here is that the tie-in from earlier is that they do this amazing queso. I, I believe technically you could call it a blend. See where it's I'm going with this? Nominal. I get it. Yeah, I get that. No chips. I bring it home and I dip the super pretzels into it. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on. You could steal okay. that, everyone. I got no. I got to get the next one. Listen. Okay. 
because because I'm so I'm so on top of this with I so am into this. So Ooh. when I go to Cafe Rio, now I consider this I you know, post workout or I keep it healthy. I go to Zabas because I feel like that's the healthy. Cafe Rio for me is like the cheat meal because I, if I'm going to Cafe Rio, I'm not holding back. I want the enchilada style. I want it fat, but I will also order the chips with that queso. And here's the reason: there's so much of it. I will usually save. Not because I can't finish it, but I will save. And the next morning, I will make fried eggs over easy over the burrito with the queso with the chips rather than toast. It is phenomenal. Oh, so we're we're kind of getting we're kind of getting toward a little uh, a little chilaquiles machaca kind of territory here. Oh man, I love it. I love it. We found something that Ari actually gets right when it comes to food. So Ari, let's bring it all back around. Would you eat a grilled cheese made from the Cafe Rio queso? I mean, yeah, I guess, but but you know, I don't think that's really like a. I don't think that makes sense. No, it makes as much sense as not eating the <laughs> chips with the chips and queso. I'll eat the chips. I'm just saying I have something much better at home. Stick your hand in there, Dave. Complicated. Golden Knights are getting underway here in about an hour. Just want to recap for everyone that Mark Stone is back in the lineup tonight. Our friends over on Fox Sports Radio will have the pregame show as well as the game and the postgame. Go over and check out uh, Ryan the Hockey Guy, Dan Duva, and the whole crew over on Fox Sports Radio at our sister station as the Golden Knights play in Vancouver. Yes, they were just in Vancouver, but this is the beginning of a three-game road swing for the Vegas Golden Knights as they will go to Vancouver, to Calgary, and to Edmonton. A lot of games have been determining the Golden Knights season lately, but this is about as tough a stretch, Willie, as they'll face. It is. Uh, Golden Knights, uh, from a betting standpoint, minus 140. Total is six. I am going to tell everybody to play the over in the first period and feel comfortable in betting the Golden Knights. This is going to be the coming out party and the statement game with a just about perfectly healthy squad. I think what you said earlier, Willie, goes a long way to how I feel about this game. They didn't lose to Vancouver last time. They were embarrassed by Vancouver last time. And I don't think a team with this many veterans comes out without some pride here tonight in Vancouver. Thanks to a wonderful list of guests. Ari's on it, as always. Cofield and Company back with you tomorrow at 3. See you then.